NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm. That's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to this bonus episode of Love to See It Channel Surfing Edition, where we venture away from ABC and examine a non-Bachelor franchise dating show, just like as a palate cleanser or field trip. It's just good to diversify sometimes. So this week, we are getting into the first four episodes of the Netflix all-star reality dating crossover show, Perfect Match. Of course, it was Valentine's Day this week. Happy belated Valentine's Day, everyone. And this show is just the perfect way to get us in the mood. The mood for love. The mood for romance. For perfect matches. For strategy. If you will. All these great (laughs) things that go together under the banner of love. All's fair in love and war. Okay, Claire? (laughs) So let's talk about Perfect Match. This is the first season of this Netflix show. The concept is basically Bachelor in Paradise for the Netflix reality dating universe. It's getting those all-stars from different shows together to date each other, regardless of what franchise they're originally on, or even if it was technically a dating franchise. This is their second shot at love. So we've got sexy singles from all the major Netflix reality franchises that are at all dating adjacent um i mean i guess like the mole is really i just can't find a way to call the mole a reality dating show but they gotta fill in the gap somewhere (laughs) is in no way a dating show but i think that part of the genius of this structure is that they can pull from non-dating shows they can kind of pick out the singles who could also perform in a romantic setting. And and I think it's a fun yeah. energy. So like we didn't use this person's Thor-like physique to great exactly. enough advantage in the mole, but we're gonna give them that. Well, opportunity or just in a now. just in a different way, because there were lots of physical challenges <laughs> in the mole. <laughs> As not, a like, woman, I can't ones. think of any other reason for a Thor-like physique. It's just <laughs> for me to be interested in dating, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it's a dating show of champs, right? And 
So the goal of the show is to find your perfect match through a series of compatibility challenges, dates, eliminations, new singles being brought into the house. You have to pair up with someone in the house in order to keep your spot. And then I guess at the end, one couple will be named like the most perfectest match of all. (laughs) And I think they get some money. (laughs) Then they get money. And there's nothing like a reality show with a cash prize for being in love that just sets people up for genuine marital uh, success, domestic bliss. Look, this was the beauty of Bachelor Pad, and they are recapturing (laughs) that energy. You got to give people a little bit of reason to be competitive and... You get so much drama out of it. Well, you say that, but there are a lot of dating shows where there's no money involved and people still get competitive. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but it adds an extra spice. Uh, so you're not going to see many people on Perfect Match sending themselves home because there's no one there they could really see themselves having three babies with. They're, they no. all, they all want to stay and get that money if they can. It's set at a resort, apparently in Panama, a beautiful, a beautiful resort where the match couples share lavish suites, including one with like a plunge pool right in front mm-hmm. of the entrance or like the back entrance of of the villa, so that yeah, you can like, splash like people on the patio from above, perching over the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting architecture in this resort. And so it's not really a beach show. It's a pool show. You know, we've got our, our pool reality shows and our beach ones. This is more of a pool one. And it's hosted. Who else? Who else? Nick Lachey, obviously. Obviously. Obviously Nick Lachey. Yeah, he's never going to let I that love, down. I love that his tagline <laughs> is just obviously now. <laughs> They're making that his brand. And and I'm into it. I was curious why Vanessa, could Vanessa not get away this time? Did they feel like Nick would be a little looser without Vanessa around, which he is? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Vanessa was like, I'm good. Like, hosting two reality shows is enough for me. Yeah. I'm going to really let Nick spread his wings he gets, and learn to fly. He gets to be kind of like a little bit more like laddish. Like we're all just here to like make out and talk about tongue kissing and like have fun. Vanessa likes to get in there and be like solving a serious relationship issue. Yeah. And Perfect Match actually does not have very much to do with that. So I can see why she might feel it was off brand for her. <laughs> this is like his the man cave of their of their shared cinematic universe. She's like, Nick gets that. And also, there are so many seasoned reality stars in the cast that they don't need to lean on Nick for any really, like, narration. So we mm-hmm. don't, you know, his weak points are not pressed on. We don't need him to get in there and ask follow-up questions. He's just there to, like, set a mood, tell them what's going on, tell them about the challenge they're doing but we haven't actually gotten to that point yet like if he if he hosts uh, an after show i am curious if he's going to be up to the task uh i think they might need to bring vanessa (laughs) to help him for that they might need us bring us in bring us um yeah he he gets to just kind of like hang out and be be a fun guy fun dad so let's get into the structure a little bit more a little bit more granular So at the beginning of the show, 10 singles are introduced, five men and five women, and they learn that they will have to match up with someone by the end of the night to share a room with. 
there's no like formal choice ceremony or elimination ceremony. You basically just talk to someone and you're like, you want to match up and then you go to bed together and that's it. Um, it's it's more like an elimination, <laughs> like a self-elimination. And at the end, there's just yeah. a couple people left. It's more like being at a bar at last call and you look around yes, and exactly. you're like, all of my options went home with someone else. I assume I've literally never done anything like that, but that's what I learned from sitcoms about hookup culture. After this, they proceed by doing compatibility challenges and the winning couple gets a date and also the power to choose two new people to enter the house and go on a blind date with one of the currently matched people, including themselves, if they so choose. And after the new singles join, they have to find matches in the house. And so we're left then with like a musical chairs elimination. The night that the new singles come in, whoever is left matchless at the end of the night leaves the house. And so that's kind of the structure of the show. But what does it feel like to watch Perfect Match, Emma? You're a fan. Oh, God, I am. <laughs> I am a fan. God, it it is a little bit of Love Island, a little bit of Bachelor in Paradise, but also so distinctly Netflix in its aesthetics. Mm. Like it is a little glossier, I think, than most network reality dating shows. It is fairly sexy and sexual. They don't need to black um, bar their butts. So every bikini right. is a thong bikini. That is really the big thing about that sets sex. them apart, I think. It's true. <laughs> they're, but they're also talking about sex, acknowledging sex, acknowledging their sexual desires. Like, that's, like, a very present thing. Um, and, yeah, it's yeah. also it's also a game of strategy. Yeah. To me, this is, like, it's in theory, it's sort of like Bachelor in Paradise, right? It's, like, the... The, the musical the chairs element of it. The musical right? chairs. But it's so much more strategy-focused, overtly strategy-focused. Like, it's kind of okay to be strategy-focused. Like, you have to do it without stepping on too many toes, but it's not like on Bachelor in Paradise where if you get caught hinting that you're doing any matching or flirting out of strategy, you will be kind of like ostracized from because the entire there are group. Two, there are two end goals, right? There is finding your perfect match. And then there's the end goal of protecting that match and lifting yourselves up enough that you are like crowned the winners yeah. in the end. So that might make you try to break up a couple that you see as a threat or try to break up a couple where you want to get with one of the other people. Like, it is almost as if half of, like, two people from the cast on Paradise each week got to be the ones to go into a room and pick who they're going to send down instead of having producers do it. Yeah, exactly. There is a lot more um, control from the contestants in that way. It also just, like, seems like such an interesting dichotomy to me, like Bachelor in Paradise versus Perfect Match, that, you know, in Bachelor in Paradise, it's like you're really going to have to rough it. Like, there's no air conditioning. There's sand and crabs everywhere. That's become sort of part of the culture of the show, right? It's like, we're doing all of this for love, right? And if you go on Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise, you have a kind of realistic shot at, like, marrying someone in the next year and a half like a lot of couples do get married off that show this is not a show really for people who plan to get married per se it's also not a show where the ethos is you have to suffer in order to find true love which i think has really become core to the bachelor franchise right but also 
I mean, yes, it's not. I think that the Bachelor in Paradise uh, format is very like, yes, you're you're going to suffer and then there will be love at the end. And <laughs> Perfect Match is more like you're here to like look hot and like have Party. all the resources to look hot and shiny and present yourself to the best, you know, angle possible and come out with some sort of benefit. But I, I mean, I do think that it's not as geared toward people ultimately finding love. Like, I would be surprised if anyone came out of this show and genuinely got married. We'll yeah, see. I, I agree. They would have had I to keep it, it is... quiet for a while because a lot of these, I mean, this was clearly filmed a while ago. But I guess this was we'll filmed out. a long time ago, more certainly more than a year ago. Yeah, I think closer to a year and a half ago. Yeah, so it's more it's more a show that is that is about yeah strategy, alliance building, um, and connect yeah, yeah connection building yeah, and also uh, opaque wine glasses for all the drinks. Well, obviously they had to pick a new shade. <laughs> the white is very very beachy. I like it. Um, I love that this is their one visual signature, like across all all their dating shows. I like it. Matching opaque wine glasses. So let's talk about the cast. Uh, we can do like a little quick cast rundown. Well, the first 10 people we will talk about are the original cast, and then we'll just kind of run through who else is in the pool because they announced the full cast yeah. before the show aired. So we have Francesca Farago from Too Hot to Handle season one. Joey Sasso, winner of The Circle, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Ulenhuth from The Circle, season three. Inez Tazi from The Circle, France. And Sophie Petitfrere from Selling Tampa. Shane Jansen from Love is Blind, season two. Dom Gabriel from The Mole. Zay Wilson from The Ultimatum. Carousel Snow from Sexy Beast. She was the one in the panda costume, uh, who also was apparently on Are You the One. So she's a real. There are so many expert. seasons of Are You the One I haven't seen, but reportedly exactly. she was on one. <laughs> Great show, by the yeah, way. I, was like, I, I have seen a bunch of seasons, but I guess <laughs> but not there hers. are just so many. There are so many. And then Savannah Palacio, who was on The Circle season two. And we do know that also in the cast pool, are Chase Damore from Too Hot to Handle, season two, Calvin Crooks from The Circle, season three, Georgia Hasarati from Too Hot to Handle, season three, Izzy Fairthrone, also from Too Hot to Handle, season three, Damian Powers from Love is Blind, season one, Bartiz Bowden from Love is Blind, season three, Colony Reeves from Selling Tampa, Chloe Veitch from Too Hot to Handle, season one, and The Circle, season two, Mitchell Eason from The Circle, season two, Will Richardson from The Mole. I think he won The Mole. He won. Uh, Abby Humphreys from 20-somethings Austin, a show I learned from this cast list, existed. I've seen it The algorithm has never (laughs) served me this a show about 20-somethings. Apparently, I'm that 30-something. Honestly, honestly (laughs) shocked. Um, My friend Miriam worked on that show, so that's why I knew about it. So you still got to know about it, even though you're in your 30s. You got to get the password. Exactly. Diamond Jack from Love is Blind season one and also Elsie Shamblin from Love is Blind season one. So we can probably expect to see at least some of those people show up. I actually think that all of them are going to show up at some point. Yeah, I wonder if they would, if someone 
didn't get sent in even bother putting them on the cast list if just their photo showed up. <laughs> so I guess yeah, these people I, all end up getting sent in. I feel like in. these are all people who are going to be sent in at some point. Yeah. So should we just kind of get into the recap and talk about what happens in the first four episodes? Yeah, why not now? Let's do it. Episode one, we begin with Nick Lachey, obviously, <laughs> on a yacht. On a very choppy day. I was getting really motion sick just, watching this opening. Yeah. He's being like tossed around the ship. <laughs> but he's into it. He's living his best, best host life. And he is there to introduce us to our initial cast members who are all entering the villa in groups of one or two that night. Francesca, of course, is the first one. I mean, yeah. Makes sense. She she was the top the first too hot to handle top hottie and there's one like and every season she, there's one every season but she's like the ultimate one she, she, she did first. it first and she yeah. she branched out into other franchises first she she basically is like i usually always get what i want and i don't have to try that hard i'm just the like hot is, and i'm good at sex i'm like that is definitely true it is true um <laughs> i I, she she definitely is aware of it, and we will see how that works for her throughout the yes, first four I, episodes. She, I find her to be a very fascinating character, and I'm excited to to discuss all of the different sides of Fran. Yeah, Joey is next. He won the first season of The Circle as sort of the likable frat guy, just like Mister Popular, like meathead, but just like so nice, sweet. He's looking for a blonde, 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 blonde. He doesn't care who knows it. That's what he likes. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, there will be one blonde in this pool <laughs> who is already <laughs> dated. Uh, Nick, Nick from the circle, went to MIT, wrote an algorithm apparently that ran the numbers on him and cute girls and... Did he mean the women what? like in this cast? I, I didn't like, know what, what he was talking even about. Mean? Nick is a classic like hot guy in the circle guy. Yeah. Who now is just like I'm hot. I can get anyone. He's like and I'm I deserve Daddy Nick. anyone. And I'm like yeah. Nick, you were hot in the circle. Like people saw your <laughs> avatars and they were like, out of the six other people here. He seems like the closest to a hot guy. And now he's sitting here being like, I ran the algorithm. And if Francesca's here, I'm going to have a problem. And I'm like, you will have a problem because she's not going to want to talk to you. (laughs) And you're not ready for that. Um, Oh, Nick. And Sophie from Sung Tampa comes in looking for a man who treats her like a queen. Not the pool of guys I would be going for. (laughs) First of all, yes. Second of all, I feel like it's rough coming off a show like Selling Tampa that is just like in every way. It is not a strategy show or a romance show. It is a docu-series with a little drama. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a really hard pivot. It's a whole new reality sphere for her. Yeah, you're, she's, she's a reality show veteran, but she's not... She doesn't have the same reality skill set. She should be entering a reality dating show where everyone is on the same basic dating TV level. And instead, all these people have been playing the game for a long time. Yeah, or if they come from, like, the circle or the mole, they've done a lot of strategy. A lot of social strategy, yeah. Inez from the circle France is 
Honestly, like, I just right off the bat, my favorite person on this show. I'm obsessed with her. I adore Absolutely her. Absolutely obsessed with her. <laughs> she uh, is a romantic who is also somehow interested in both Shane and Nick. Which, you can be a romantic and there's just no accounting for taste, I guess. I mean, she is, she is young. Mm. Yeah. She's going really like to have her chance to have the Shane and Nick experience and see where it goes. Shane is also here. Uh, his thing that he wants to remind everyone of is that he got left at the altar on Love is Blind. Don't worry, no one forgot, Shane. He's like, that is the thing I am remembered <laughs> for. <laughs> Dom is uh, from the mole. We, apparently he's known as Rom-Com Dom. Is there a backstory to this that I should know? I don't know. Honestly, I've only seen random parts of the mole. I, like, recognized him and Will, but I, I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay. But I, I think that is definitely a nickname he has. I don't know if it was self-given. <laughs> uh, Zay from The Ultimatum is here. Honestly, if there was one person from The Ultimatum that I would not want to see on another dating show, Zay. it was Zay. <laughs> who, like, tried to trap his partner in their apartment so she couldn't leave. Because he was upset with her after he stayed out it, all night and didn't contact her. And also, he just, like, gives nothing. Like, whenever he's on, he's just giving absolutely nothing. So, really was not yeah. excited to see Zay. And yet, they he has really this incredibly should've. high opinion of himself. He's like, I'm the only attractive person here. I'm like, ev- first of all, everyone is hot. So you that you can't just get by on that. You have to you have to try a little bit, and he does not at all. Yeah, he he has been completely hobbled by the having been, I guess, so much hotter than most people around him for most of his life. That now that he's in a big pond, he's like, I'm confused by all these big fish. Like, how do I act around them? Carousel from Sexy Beasts. Is looking for a once in a lifetime fairy tale. She is ready to find that perfect man for her. Savannah from the circle is our last single of the night. She says, I can be competitive for love, but isn't love always the end game? Which is just kind of word salad. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Savannah does a lot of word salad. Savannah her- is like constantly trying to, to to walk this delicate line. Between, like, I'm really just doing strategy and, like, I'm genuinely really open to love. She doesn't do either well, which is, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. But these are our original 10. And that first night, no one's going to go home. They just have to make those initial matches. Yeah. And we learn that, which is, I think, super fun, that they just kind of acknowledge this outright. A handful of these people have already, like, hooked up or chatted in some way of course because they run in a lot of similar yeah circles and a lot and they all have instagram i mean it's so. like paradise like at a certain point it's like why why are we missing out on the ratings potential of making a tv show out of all of the crossover hooking up that's already happening like all of these yeah, people are coming off their shows dming amazing. each other and hooking up yeah uh joey is just like out here <laughs> Joe's so funny. He's like, yeah, I hooked up with Francesca and then she never talked to me again. And then (laughs) Carousel slid in my DMs and we had passionate sex. And then 
I dicked her around. Yeah. Let's see what happens. He's pretty vague about what happened with Carousel. He's like, she slid in my DMs, and then she came to LA, and we had, like, this amazing weekend together. And then, I don't know, just... And then you Carousel talk to Carousel. Like, so... She remembers exactly what happened. Yeah, she's like, this time, he had commitment issues. And then we tried again, and he came back, and then he had commitment issues again. Yeah. And, and he kept being like, I love you, back. but then having commitment issues. And then I kept taking him back. Um, but the minute that Carousel comes in, it seems like Joey is sort of like, all right, let's You're do right. this. Yeah, sure. let's do it. And he sits her down and she's like, I'm so mad at you. Like, in a, Carousel's very, like, cheery and bubbly and she never, like, yeah. comes off as that mad. But she's like, you, like, kind of, like, fucked me over. Like, you've never, you were always, like, crawling back, and I take you back, and then I, like, get fucked over. And he's like, anyway, want a match? <laughs> Joe, I will say, Joey does not start out strong in this show. He he gets better, but the first... I mean, night one, he has to, like, basically try to make nice with both Francesca and Carousel, both of whom seem pretty annoyed by him. And he's like, yes. I don't know why. <laughs> But what he does know is that he's going to be farting on Carousel in yeah. bed. He's literally like, I know I'm going to be farting on you in bed tonight. And she's like, oh, that's so gross. Okay. <laughs> she's just, they're into each other. And like, what, what better what options is. does she really have? Like, it's a pretty small pool. There are only four other guys there. It's a there. small pool and also One of them she's is like... they. And one of them is Nick. <laughs> so, sorry, Nick. Joey's the choice. <laughs> Joey's the choice. Meanwhile, Joey has already, like, shot himself in the foot with Francesca, obviously. He has to have a conversation with her just to be like, can we be cool? And she's like, okay. Every other guy in the house immediately zeroes in on Francesca. Like, immediately. They talk about her as the F word, and I, like, rage. Yeah, Nick is like, you guys talking about the F word? Francesca? Only Dom doesn't get it. He's like, who? What? <laughs> And they're like, Francesca Dom. The way that they talk about it makes it so obvious that they all know already that she is the highest status woman. Like, yes. she's already been deemed that by Too Hot to Handle. She she has sort of this objectively, quote-unquote, like, perfect body and face and look. And, and so they all just start basically coming together to be like, so we all agree that she's the she's the hot one that we all want, right? And none of it is actually about her as a person. No. And this is what I find so interesting about Francesca because clearly she's, like, aware of her, of the privileges that come along with being high status and that, like, pretty privilege. And at the same time, she's, like, always bumping up against people's ideas ideas of her that don't take into account her desires as an actual human being. Yeah. I, I, she, she knows how to make it work for her. I'll be honest. It doesn't seem to like cause her. No, I don't think it hobbles her. She like, but it's, I think part of that is like, if you can't beat him, join him a little bit, you know, of just like, well, this works for me. I can use this to my advantage. I'm going to really lean into it. But you see that that doesn't change the fact that these men are like, talking about her in a, in a way that it, like, doesn't even matter if she's interested in any of them. 
Like her interest, her desires haven't come into play. It's just like, well, I'm going to claim Well, her. it's like their job is to make sure that she's interested in them. Like they know right. she's going to pick, but they're like, my goal is to win the, I mean, it's all just about like status jockeying. It all immediately yeah. becomes about not the guys being like, wow, there are five insanely hot women here with different personalities and like different good things to bring to the table. I should talk to them. It's just like, well, we all know we got to try to get the hottest one to prove that we're like the best man. The best man. So yeah. I got to do that first. And then like, if that doesn't work out, then I'll just like settle for whatever insanely hot Other woman is extremely left. hot woman <laughs> it's demoralizing because it's not just francesca and like francesca is the one who has the most privileged position of all the women in this but they're all being like treated in this way which is like you yeah. are being assessed based on like how much status you're going to bring me by me pulling you and that is just a really objectifying way to be treated. Like, I don't think if I were any of these women, I could ever get over, like, if I matched with one of these other guys and, like, we started dating. I don't think I would ever get over seeing him talk about another woman that way before, like, while I was right there. You know? Like, I wasn't even a consideration because I wasn't, like, the highest status trophy until he couldn't get that. And then I was settled for, like, to be dated in that kind of with that kind of mindset it's so dehumanizing yeah it's pretty gross so nick does try to shoot his shot with francesca and just like (sighs) does it so poorly i think i got the ick for nick while watching this (laughs) me too because i i do think nick is cute but this was so (laughs) repellent he's like you know like our eyes they just match perfectly and she's like do like do they (laughs) he's he's like like, okay uh nick be self-effacing these are my good clothes don't judge me because like you know how to dress and i don't he's like am i underdressed be honest and she's like you're good (laughs) she's like no you're fine okay he keeps like leaning in so close to talk to her it honestly was giving me i don't know what went into this but it was giving me like pickup artist vibes that was just, like, you got to, like, invade their space and, like, get close to them. Like, it was, like, almost yeah, a tactic. Was, we didn't see him act like that with any of the other women, even when he was pursuing something with him. So why was he getting so up in her space like that? And you could see her subtly leaning away from him because he's got his mouth right next to her ear. Even if they're alone on the stairs, which they later have a conversation alone on the stairs, whether they're in a group or alone, he's got to have his mouth like three inches away from her ear. Why? I mean, it doesn't work for him. Ultimately, she ends up matching with Dom because they have a real human conversation (laughs) in which no one is close talking. And she's like admiring his like painted fingernails. They're both Canadian. Um, And they're on their way upstairs to go to their suite. And Nick intercepts them he, like, on the stairs. He, like, runs. <laughs> Nick. He, he chases her down. Like, Nick, buddy, like, try again next time. I think by the time you see her going upstairs with another guy, you've got to assume that something you has have been to call decided. It. You, you really gotta call have it. to call it for yeah. the night. By the time she's made a decision, even under normal circumstances where there's no matching or anything, she's headed upstairs with another guy. She doesn't want you to pull her aside and be like, why not me? It's <laughs> She's not the made time. her decision. <laughs> she, I think, tells him, like, I think you missed your shot. Like, good night. Yeah. And then she goes to Dom and says, I told him to kick rocks. 
neck and he just bounces back up he's like i got rejected so hard on the stairs it's fine i'm like you know what he's like savannah savannah (laughs) we're friends let's let's match oh god brutal i mean savannah and nick both wanted in on the dom francesca coupling they were waiting they're friends from the, the circle universe they were chatting they're waiting for dom and francesca to end their conversation so that they can make their moves Instead, Dom and Francesca go upstairs. <laughs> so Nick is like, eh, you and me, let's try this thing out. And they settle on sort of like a friendly A friendly alliance. alliance. They're like, we're right. strategic players. We yeah. were in the circle. It's not explicitly unromantic. Like, we're going to be just friends. But it's like clear that it's not really a love connection. They've both been talking nonstop about other people they want to match with. Yeah, and because Inez and Shane have already coupled up, that leaves Anne-Sophie, poor Anne-Sophie, with only Zay. Oh, my God. They have a conversation before this, so, so Anne-Sophie and Zay, that made me... Honestly, every time Zay talks, I'm just like, why are you here? Like, why do they keep casting you? Completely useless. They're talking on a couch, and Anne-Sophie is like, come on, like, let's do this. Like, hurry up and get to know me. I need to decide if I like you. Just kind of, like, flirty banter to try to get him to, like, show some energy in the conversation. And, like, she's trying to, like, get to know people so she can match with someone. And he's, like, half laying down on the couch being like, oh, you're funny. You think I need to, like, sweep you off your feet or something? Oh, it's funny. I'm like, maybe just engage with her. Like, she's trying to have a conversation with you for the purpose of the show and also you know you're all supposed to be here to make a love connection and you're like kind of mocking her for thinking she deserves your attention why he just kind of acts this way the entire time he's on the show he does and it's a lot like how he acted on the ultimatum whenever things weren't going his way which was a lot like his bar for that was pretty low (laughs) but ultimately they are forced to match yeah they're he they're left with no one else. And he is just, like, overtly a dick about it. Again, he's like, well, thought I'd be a first-round draft pick, but I guess we just ended up together. And she's like, You can just tell Anne-Sophie is like, when can I lose this dud? I mean, it's awful. Why would he think he would be a first-round draft pick? They're all hot. They're just all hot people. What what specifically is he bringing to the table, aside (laughs) from being hot? He drives me nuts. So we end up with these matches. Carousel, Joey, Inez, and Shane are both kind of, I think, genuine connections. They're genuinely interested in each other, although Inez and Shane just met. um, And Carousel and Joey have more history. Savannah and Nick, more strategic. They need someone that they trust a little bit to, to start out with. Dom and Francesca, it seemed somewhere in the middle to me. I think Dom is just interested in Francesca. And Francesca is like, he seems nice. And also, right before she asked him to match, she's like, are you competitive? If we do a challenge tomorrow, will will we win? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm so competitive. And she's like, do you want a match? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Francesca, you don't, she's got so much pretty privilege. She doesn't even feel like she needs to, like, hide that. No. I think she she likes Dom. She knows Dom's a good guy. He wasn't being creepy towards her. And, she, and he's hot. She's like, let's just, yeah. let's try this out. Yeah. Zay and Anne-Sophie left with the scraps. So the next day, they do their first challenge. And it's like a do-you-know 
sexy things about your partner challenge, basically, or things about their romantic and sexual yeah. history. And so a lot of them stayed up talking the night before to kind of get to know each other. And I just love to imagine how these conversations go. Like, what would you at Like, how would you possibly cover all the things they might ask you about each other? You clearly can't. You can't. And obviously, most of them did not go with, like, sexual secrets about themselves in terms of what no. to share. So... None of them are prepared. I think, yeah, I think a lot of them just got kind of lucky or, like, were able to get a sense of the other person in a way that would allow them to make a good educated guess For on sure. whether or not they'd done, they had done something. So they, each couple, like, <gasps> one person in the pair has to stand under yeah. a bucket. It's like that men either first says, and then women. Yeah, fact or cat. This killed me. Netflix <laughs> is like, we're young, we're cool. Fact or fiction? No. Cap. That's what the kids are saying. I love that that half of them are like, what's a cap? And then Nick Lachey is like, I just learned myself. Well, Inez definitely I, didn't know because she's French. She's French. She's like, I don't even know American slang at all. It's like, we could have just gone with true <laughs> or false, but sure, sure. <laughs> I just love when you imagine like these producers who are like 40, like designing these challenges with, like, Urban Dictionary or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they have to respond to generic statements about their partners, decide whether it's true or false, stand under the corresponding bucket, and then pull the rope. And if they are wrong, they get dunked. Which is the logistics of this, to me, are crazy, because they have to the producers have to get in there between every question and fill the right bucket without anyone seeing which one. Oh, there was clearly like a lot of, I mean, they, they're doing a lot of interviews in between. So you can tell basically probably the whole cast was like taken away to reset every shot. Between everyone. Which is yeah, kind of wild. It must have taken all day. Yeah. So it's stuff like, you know, your partner's called someone the wrong name during sex. Your partner isn't over their ex. Your partner's had a sexident, you know. So this kind of riles up some drama between Joey and Carousel, who everyone was like, they're the strongest couple. But then uh, Joey gets really weird when he finds out that years ago, like in college, Carousel called someone the wrong name during sex. Someone else. And then Carousel, <laughs> someone who's not him, obviously. And then Carousel finds out that Joey says he still hung up on his ex from four years ago. And she is like, incensed four years I'm not here I'm not here to help you get over your shit like absolutely not absolutely not that was wild to me too that joy was like yeah it's a significant relationship you're not going to get over them right away and I'm like yeah no not right away but like four years ago and like you yeah, it was like dated. the other person who said that was Shane. Four and years. He, this, this was filmed eight months after his broken engagement. So like that one seems fair. Yeah. I, I felt for Carousel uh, on this one. But I think that this is what really transpires during some of these challenges is that sometimes it is actually an advantage to not be that emotionally invested in the other person because... If you are, then you might want to hide embarrassing things about yourself from them, present yourself really in the best light. Somehow he never told this girl that he has been dating for a while on and off, that he is still hung up on his ex. So she's just finding out now that that relationship is still really affecting him. You know, Nick and Savannah win the challenge. Neither of them gets dunked. And 
you have to think they barely like each other. They barely like each other. So they can probably be a little bit more like cold blooded about disclosing these things to each other or just like assessing each other. Everything with Joey and Carousel is like so fraught because they like like each other so much and they have so much history and so much chemistry and it's explosive and like it really doesn't work for them in this challenge. But then Nick and Savannah get a date and it's so awkward because they're like not interested in each other at all. (laughs) But they both really want the other person to be interested in them. Yes. Um, They ultimately, the thing that they actually, I think, wanted from this win was to have the power because they are strategic beings and they get to go into the boardroom, which is the weird high-tech screen room. There's a board, and the board is a screen. The board is a screen, (laughs) and they get to pick two new singles to come in by way of a date with someone who's in one of the other couples, or or themselves. They can match themselves. Yeah. And they it's men. They are choosing, They're choosing men. men. So choosing yeah, men. It switches on and off every time. So if you are in, like, Savannah could have matched herself during this. Right. And which, honestly, she probably should have. She really should have. But, like, I do think that on some level she... They're both trying to do this weird strategic thing of making it clear to each other that they're pursuing other options. But also not leaving each other in the dust. Right. They want to be like, don't worry, I'm here for you. You're secure. Like, pick me over whatever other random date. But at the same time, like, I'm exploring my options and (laughs) I will probably leave you in the dust if that works out. So this whole time, Nick is like... Uh, I don't really want to bring in that guy. That would be competition for me with Francesca. Like, I don't want to bring in, like, the guys who are going to step on my toes. And Savannah's like, yeah, I'm not going to, like, put myself on a date. But, like, don't you think this guy would maybe be a good option for some other woman if his date doesn't work out and she means herself? (laughs) Yeah, so that is why they ultimately end up putting Carousel on a date with Chase. Because Savannah's like, okay, if... Carousel hits it off with Chase, then great, we've knocked Carousel and Joey out, and they're a strong couple. And if she doesn't hit it off with Chase, then I can swoop in on Chase. Yeah. I actually think that mostly people are not trying to split up strong couples. I think that... They're not. That is an option. But I I do think that they see that the strategy of that is murky because those people might be competition eventually, but they're actually not going to break up if they're that strong. And then you've just, you know, introduced someone else into the house who, like, might boomerang back on you Knock in you some out. way. Yeah. So they they usually pick someone whose relationship is showing cracks. And Carousel and Joey just had, like, a big fight <laughs> at the compatibility challenge. She's been, like, really questioning things with Joey. And they're like, she deserves another option than her ex who, like, fucked her over. They also put Anne Sophie on a date, which is the right decision. But ultimately, they put her on a date with Calvin from The Circle because Nick wants to hang out with Calvin again. Calvin is Nick's circle bestie. This annoyed me. This annoyed me so much because Savannah was like, I I don't feel like Anne Sophie and Calvin are going to really have that much to talk about, like, Anne Sophie is so career-driven. Like, maybe she'd be better with this other person. Like, she, I think she suggests Damien. Mm-hmm. But Nick is like, but my friend. 
Yeah, he's like, I would love to have Calvin here. And also, Damien has history with Francesca. And I don't want to bring another guy in who's going to go after Francesca. So let's bring in my my buddy who won't step on my toes and not take into consideration what Anne-Sophie might want or be interested in in a guy. So we see this date. Calvin meets Anne-Sophie wearing a full, like, almost suit. He's wearing, <laughs> like, like, a pink vest. There's no jacket. Tie, it, no jacket, but, like, a collared shirt. Like, it's formal wear yeah. on the beach. It's like a spread collar, and, like, tuxedo shirt and, like, a black silk tie and a pink vest with, like, a pattern. It was not appropriate for the setting. <laughs> and so you much. can tell, basically, immediately that Anne-Sophie is not into it. I was like, Calvin, why? Like, you looked so cute in your casual wear on the circle. Yeah, Calvin, you're such a cute guy. What are you doing? You're on a beach date looking like you were at, like, just a Long Island wedding, and it's after dinner, and you're taking off your jacket (laughs) so you can really, like, shimmy through that ballroom to the brass band or whatever. This is not not the move. Uh, meanwhile, Zay was, like, genuinely pissed that they put Anne-Sophie on a date. And it's like, why would you think that they should not put Anne-Sophie on a date? You are barely speaking to her. <laughs> and when you do, it's not very nice. Oh, Zay. A date that goes a little bit better is Carousel and Chase. Who's here to be a good bad boy? The good oh. bad boy everyone mm-hmm. wants. He's like, I wouldn't call myself a villain. I'm more of a vigilante. I'm the hero everyone deserves. Hmm. I love when they. I Chase lo- is I here. Love these little Chase lines is here to play it. Chase is here to play it. However, it will work for Chase. We very quickly learn. Yeah, Chase is someone who very much overplays his hand. I think in a lot of cases, he's he's not he's never thinking too hard about whether people will figure out that he's just out for himself. So with every woman, he is, like, going to lay it on so thick. Like, he's so into them. And then he'll just do whatever the fuck he wants. And I'm like, in the minute, that's really going to work for you. But it's not as clever as you think it is, because no one else here is that dumb. (laughs) This does eventually bite him in the ass. But he's like, great. Carousel is hot. I'm attracted to her. He cannot remember her name. He thinks it's Constantine. It takes a few tries. Constantine. She's like, what are, what? Have you ever met a woman named Constantine? Chase? No. He does eventually remember that it is Carousel. She, she thinks it's cute. She's like, he's hot. He doesn't know a lot. Like, what's cuter than that? Carousel <laughs> likes him cute and dumb. And I respect that. <laughs> they bond over the fact that Chase is like, it's been hard to date after being on Too Hot to Handle because you kind of become like an overnight celebrity. <laughs> and he's like, you know, like, B-list. And I was, Thought he was going to be, like, D-list. And then he's, like, A-list, whatever. Like, sir. He does not you know do self-deprecating. Not he thinks he's being self-deprecating here. He's like, oh, it's B-list, A-list, whatever. And it's like, no, A-list is Jennifer Aniston. Like, And B-list is far too generous for what you are. Like, you, you have to bare minimum <laughs> say C-list. <laughs> he doesn't know what the lists are for. <laughs> He doesn't know. He was like, is A-list when you have over 500,000 followers on TikTok? I don't know. Probably. <sighs> he has a he has a very diluted self-confidence that that does work for him. It really on does. On this show. Because he's very cute. 
He also tells her that he studied relationship therapy and he's always wondered why he can't find love. Hmm. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. We've watched him actively not try to find love. And we will continue to watch him pretty actively not try to find love. He, when he is with a woman that he wants to like him, he will bemoan the lack of love in his life. And then the minute she's not there, it's all strategy. He and Carousel do have a really fun date. They both are very high-energy people. They laugh a lot. It's a very fun vibe. She learns that he's over his ex. All signs are pointing to Chase right now. I can. I think they were, like, a really good decision to put together because... Yeah, I agree. They have a lot of fun on the date. Back at the house, Joey is... Being a little whiny with Carousel, he, like, comes up to her and he's like, I missed you. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you look beautiful. And he's like, I, she's like, I know. And he's like, oh, it's going to be, like, one of those nights. I guess I'll just leave right now. <laughs> Joey's, like, so salty about having to put in even one bit of effort. She's like, I literally just went on another date. Can't? Aren't, why aren't you going to, like, make an effort to, like, win me over in some way? He... Will not. So we end this episode with Carousel being like, maybe I'm going to have to leave Joey for Chase. She can't put all her eggs in Joey yet. And she needs to start putting her eggs somewhere because she wants to have a lot of kids. She wants like five kids and she's ready to get knocked up tomorrow. Yeah. And that's I think that's how it works. You pick a man and you just start putting your eggs in there. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about episodes two through four. A perfect match. Can you keep up? I like love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay. So you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, 
from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. 
Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Let's get into episode two. We enter and we are still on that night. Carousel has just come back from her date with Chase. And we see Francesca kind of flirting a little bit with Nick, telling him that she and Dom are currently in the friend zone. He has not made a move yet. He's maybe too respectful for Francesca. I think that genuinely Francesca picked Dom because he was against type for her. And she is tired of guys like Harry from Too Hot to Handle just immediately trying to fuck her nonstop. And and Dom didn't give that energy to her. And she's like, perfect, this is much better for me. But there's a reason she usually goes for guys like that. And she's starting to get antsy about the lack of spark with Dom. She's like, I want it to go slow, but maybe not this slow. Like, maybe he would wait, like... 18 hours to kiss me instead of 24. So Joey then sits Carousel down and tries to work things out. It does not go well. She tells him that she thought that when she went on the date, he might have been like a little bit like, oh shit, like jealous, tried to make an effort with her. And he's like, oh, so you want me to be jealous? That would have been wrong too. No matter what I do, it's always wrong with you. And she's like, you just want the Joey show. You don't get the girls have feelings. And he's like, oh, I guess I don't think the girls have feelings. And (laughs) she starts crying and leaves. I was so mad at Joey after this interaction. And somehow they still end up making up and matching by the end of the night. Because the fact they end up matching. Oh, my God. Carousel just likes Joey. And they have a history. And so she's just not going to send him home. This is just, like, epically bad communication. It's very disheartening to see. They are struggling to express themselves to each other. I think that Carousel is trying to say to Joey 
that she wanted him to make an effort to show that he genuinely cared about her and that it wasn't like nothing to him if she if she went with someone else but if she says it in a in a way that he like is able to latch on to like the word jealousy or something and is like why would you want that and then he just withdraws from the conversation it's just a mess but yeah they only like each other so they end up matched Meanwhile, Chase, seeing that Carousel is spending the whole night just, like, crying about Joey and talking to Joey and begging Joey to fight Chase or, like, compete with Chase over her, decides to explore his other options. He makes the rounds. He talks to all the other women. Nick starts flirting with Inez. (laughs) And Shane starts getting visibly insecure about it. And Inez is like, oh, you need some reassurance, huh? And he's like, yeah, it'd be nice. This is apparently just Shane's Uh, thing. It wasn't just Natalie. He goes from show to show seeking reassurance from whatever woman is available. He's just very, very insecure. (laughs) Meanwhile, Anne-Sophie is really, like, not feeling Calvin. Yeah. But also really not feeling Zay. But there's a third option, and it's Chase. Even yeah. though she's like, my feeling is that you are a douchebag because I've seen too hot to handle. And he's like, who, me? I'm so nice. <laughs> I studied relationship therapy. I don't know why I haven't found love yet. So ultimately, Chase and Anne sophie end up matching, which leaves Nick and Savannah to be like, guess we're matching up again. Yeah. Zay finally realizes as he sits alone downstairs that maybe he should have put a little more effort in. But he actually leaves and sits at a different sofa so that he is not next to Calvin. (laughs) He can't even, he can't even commiserate with another rejected man. He's like, I'm going to be over here sulking. He's like, yeah, I guess I should have put some more effort in. I have this feeling that Zay did not really learn his lesson and that the next time we see him, he will still not be putting effort in. I've never seen him really put effort in, so. He's just a low-energy guy, Claire. (laughs) So the next day's compatibility challenge is a kissing challenge. They will be kissing each person of the opposite sex in the house while wearing headphones and blindfolds and then rating each other, and the couple with the highest combined score will win the challenge this was like an evil genius challenge yeah and it's flawed at the core because they're they don't have they can't listen to each other they can't see each other but they can like touch each other with their hands and so i think it would actually be pretty easy to figure out who is who if at least to an extent like if you took a moment beforehand to to like clock what everyone's outfits were like sometimes their hair is very different for everyone else's or for the women like their facial hair of the men they're kissing is different like there's a lot of information you can still work with i got the sense that a lot of them knew exactly who they were kissing yeah i think at least like half the time they definitely knew um we later learn that some of them are explicitly devising strategies. For Chase this. and Anne Sophie. <laughs> Chase and Anne Sophie. Um, so yeah, but they all get to make out with each other and then they have to rate each other. And of course, what this ends up doing is just stirring up insecurities. Of course. Of course. And the worst is when you think you're gonna clean up and everyone thinks Francesca is gonna be the best kisser. Nick. No one has a lot of confidence in him except for Nick. He has a very complex kissing strategy that involves and you know what? switching lips and switching sides. 
Apparently it works. He cleans up. He gets nines from every woman that we see their rating of him. Nine out of ten. Like, across the board. And apparently Inez also gets, like, ni- all nines and tens. Yeah, Inez is clearly a very good kisser. And I I think it's notable that she's like, I actually don't kiss French kiss in the American sense. Americans think it's like a washing machine, and I don't do that. And I'm like, all right, I'm taking notes. I should not be French kissing in the American way. Apparently it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me try that one out. Um so, yeah, but for the couples who think they're very compatible or for people who are curious about each other outside of that couple. destabilizing. Yeah. Francesca gives Dom only an eight and he gives her a nine. I think she could tell it was him and he just was like almost a little too soft for her. You know, look, people like different things from their their kissing. Yeah, she seems and really upset that they did not have a 10-level kiss. And after they reveal their scores, she's just sitting there looking very quiet and downcast. Especially because Dom then gives Inez a 10. Yeah, I mean, she gave a higher rating to Nick. <laughs> she gave Nick a 9. <laughs> so no one's getting their ego boosted in this relationship yeah. right now. No. So... Inez gives Dom an 8, and he gives her a 10. Inez also gets a 10 from Nick. But then Inez and Shane give each other their highest score. She gives Shane a 10, and he gives her a 9, which is his highest score. He's like, it was my earliest, one of my early kisses. I felt like I needed something to build on or something. So I don't know if he knew that that was his partner. Because obviously, if you know it's them, you usually want to give them the high score just so that you win the challenge. I was like... Francesca, what are you doing? Just say that Dom was a 10. (laughs) Well, I feel like, oddly, a lot of these people did not play strategically. Yeah. But someone who did (laughs) was Chase. And Chase. Chase and Anne sophie Yeah. So they give each other 10s, which is good for both of their scores. And then Chase intentionally tanks other couples. Yeah. By giving both Savannah... And Carousel, very low scores. Yeah. Meanwhile, Carousel was like, I'm still sort of torn between Chase and Joey, so maybe this will give me some clarity. She gives them both high ratings. She gives Chase a 9 and Joey a 10. Joey gives her a 10. Chase gives her a 1. A 1. And then says that she chipped his tooth while they were kissing. And Carousel is so angry. She's like, fuck you. Why would you humiliate me? And I think she knows. She's like, that was not, that was not a one. I mean, no, they like consensually intentionally kissed the night before. And then they were like, that was great. We should do it again. And now he's like, that was like the worst possible kiss that you could ever have. He gives Savannah a three. Immediately. Pretty rough. Everyone else is like, this is like disrespectful. Like it, it is seems not like okay to score all the that everyone low. else basically gave everyone sevens and above. Yeah, we didn't see any other scores below seven. And Except for Chase's. Even Savannah gave Chase a seven and she said he was like way too slow. And she was like, I just said that to preserve his feelings. It was a two. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Savannah. <laughs> Um, but I do believe that they probably all felt like it would be really rude to give a sub six score because it is. Because it is. It is. It's rude. It's very mean. But Chase is like, I'm here to win. But this is what I'm and saying. He like, does. Chase had a woman in the house who was really interested in him. And 
liked him and he threw that away so he could win this one challenge. Like Chase. <laughs> He's short sighted. Short sighted. He does not play the long He's game. He's going for the quick, the quick boost, the immediate win over the long game. And so after this is all said and done, and Sophie and Chase do win. Francesca and Dom are the least compatible couple. I think they're the couple who rated each other the lowest. Most of them gave each other nines and tens. Even Savannah and Nick, <laughs> who, like, barely like each other. Yeah. Fran really <laughs> just should have lied and said it was a 10. Yeah. Chase then, to the cameras, admits that he intentionally tanked the scores so that he would win. He and Anne Sophie had set up, like, a tap signal to make sure they knew who they were kissing. And... He was like, and also, yeah, my kiss with Carousel was actually good. It was not a one, and she didn't chip my tooth. But he also just, like, went hot. He was like, one, why not? And then when Nick was like, why? How could it possibly be so bad? He, like, had to think of something wild. Yeah, so he's just like, my tooth. <laughs> he's like, I didn't know how to be yeah. questioned on this. <laughs> <laughs> so they get a romantic date. Chase and Anne Sophie had to a massage and he's like, man, I really rocked this. He's got this giant shit-eating grin on his face. He's like, I really dominated this challenge. I'm in a, the best possible position to, to succeed going forward. And if I have to put a little extra love into Anne Sophie to make this happen, you got to do what you got to do. Poor Anne Sophie justice for Anne Sophie. This is what I'm saying. If this were on Paradise, this person would be like excommunicated from society. And on Perfect Match, it's just sort of, like, part of the game. (laughs) We don't love it, but, like... (laughs) I will say he does really end up turning the house against him. No, he absolutely does. But the the temperature of it is just so different. So different. Um, So, so different. Because they're all... I think they're all a little more open about the strategy element than, than they... They're like, we're all, we're here for love. We're here for connection. We're also here to play a game. Yeah. This just like crossed the line. It was too much with the embarrassing kissing scores. So he's trying to like win Aunt Sophie over. He's flirting with her. He's massaging her with his magic hands. He's asking her like, what does intimacy mean to you? And what it means to me is like when you just feel so comfortable sharing anything with another person. She's like, wow, we're really building something together. I was like, no, no, run. He can't (sighs) be trusted, but she doesn't really have much of a choice. So I guess at least she got a good massage out of it. She is playing her so hard. This is what she might have learned on a dating show that she didn't learn on Selling Tampa is that when a guy acts like this, you have to ask questions you cannot take it at face value the problem is like truly what was she gonna do at this point she has no other prospects in the house that's that's honestly that's true (laughs) but at least she would have been emotionally prepared for what was coming meanwhile francesca and dom are trying to get back onto like better footing after they faltered with those kiss ratings and she's like look i just like a little bit of a more like aggressive kiss and he's like, okay, like, I can be a villain. I can do it. Sweet Dom, you you cannot be a villain. She's like, no, it's okay. You're gentle. It's so sweet. I love that too. But yeah, like, I just need you to be, like, kind of aggressive with me. So he takes, he lets us sink in a little bit. And he's like, listen, it's just a kiss. It doesn't mean anything. I know you, Francesca Rose. 
Color Green, favorite horror movie, The Conjuring. I know you. He's like, I asked you three questions and I remembered the answer. I was like, Dom, I love you, but those are icebreaker facts. You've known her for two days. She could find someone that she has better chemistry with and they could learn those facts about her in like 15 minutes or less. So you're going to have to do a little bit better than being like, I know your favorite color is green. You're going to throw that all away to make out with someone who you enjoy making out with? Francesca, please. It's me, Dom. This does not portend good things for Dom, even though, you know, I really love Dom. But I just think, I think we may be headed towards a separation between him and Francesca. I am getting the friend vibes between them. He does eventually, like, it's almost like he wanted to show that he could be aggressive by, like, changing the subjects that he could then grab her and like kiss her which he ultimately does and she's like thank god which is like what you want to hear after a decent kiss with your partner so yeah for now they're they're back in a good place (laughs) but the cracks are starting to show and savannah is picking up on this and she has decided that it's it's about time for her to make a move on dom this is the thing about savannah She thinks she's so strategic, but she's actually, like, so bad at strategy. Yeah. I mean— first, she prevents Nick from interrupting Dom and Francesca talking on night one. Then she's, like, really waits for Dom to really be, like, committed to Francesca. And she's like, now's my moment. Now's the time to swoop (laughs) in and be like, your girlfriend's fake. And don't be with her. She sucks. I think that she showed her— amateurness at the reality dating scene in that first conversation with Nick where she was like if we separate them now while they're talking it'll bond them more closely together and I was like um can I steal you for a sec is like the foundation of reality dating and that is not how it works like also I'm sorry Savannah (laughs) was very bad at strategy on the circle also yeah which got her eliminated very early yeah Savannah like Nick is someone who is like hot and intelligent, went on the circle and was like, this is my identity. I'm just a hot, smart, strategic person. And it's gone to their head a little bit. I don't think that either of them was sufficiently humiliated by reality TV the way that, for example, Shane was. To no, come that's in, the thing. You, you, don't really, like you don't really get that humiliated on the circle. You really get built up, honestly. Yeah, and they both are just like absolutely feeling themselves. And I'm like, Savannah, strategy get Dom away from Francesca before they match because it's the whole, like, if you try to split them up, it'll bond them more closely together. That is once they're actually bonded together. If they're just having an initial conversation, that bond is not going to be strengthened by a brief interruption and talk to someone else. But she missed her chance, and then she decides (laughs) she needs to make a move. And so that is just sort of hanging over us as we end episode two. Let's move right into episode three. We open on all the singles hanging out in the villa discussing crop tops for men. It's Shane's signature look. Well, Shane has successfully moved on from lusting after women in crop tops to really rocking them himself. He and Dom are sitting on the couch. Has he moved on or does he still lust after women in crop tops? It's less of his brand. It's less, he only mentions it in this conversation. I think he's scarred. He's like, I got so much shit for liking crop tops. I know. He was like, <laughs> the internet was like trending, like Shane, crop top creep. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that we didn't think you should like crop tops. It was just like kind of a lot. 
It was your delivery. It was Shane. that you were trying to like verbally sext with Shayna every time she came in by asking, What are you wearing? And then like biting your fist when she said crop top. But I did enjoy this conversation about crop tops coming up <laughs> again. He on is like match. a big, like, wrestler bro like wrestling team in high school crop top style dude like just like the gym shorts and then just like a vast expanse of ab and then like his giant t-shirt that's cut off below the armpits there are so many bro bodybuilder conversations they just fully choose to air in the show and i find it hilarious i love seeing the variation too among the men that some of them are just in like business casual or in calvin's (laughs) case in a half undressed tuxedo (laughs) and then like shane is literally just like all of my clothes are gym clothes what am i supposed to pack (laughs) i don't own any whole t-shirts the range is so wonderful (laughs) i had too much coffee Uh, one night and i cut the bottoms off all of them uh anez is starting to feel a little torn between shane and nick she's been flirting with nick um giving him a massage as they all hang out chase and Anne sophie after their spa date return and Chase confronts or Shane confronts Chase about that one rating for Carousel. I actually appreciated this from Shane. Yeah. He like goes to Chase and is like, dude, like you kind of brought this on yourself. Like a want, like that was, that was low. Like he's broing out with Chase. He's like, I respect your strategy, but like that was, that wasn't great. And then Chase is like, yeah, I mean, I gave her the one because I thought it would be like, so obvious that it was not real. <laughs> okay, Chase. Okay, yeah. But he ju- does own up to Shane. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to win. And it, the kiss was not a one. And no, I, she did not chip my tooth. That was a lie. <laughs> Chase is such, he, he just like can't stick with it either. Like he's like, yeah, no, that was a lie in order to which win is, the challenge. <laughs> which is frankly what, makes him not, like, 100% deplorable. But it's also just, like, do you think that's gonna help you? Like, no one feels like they can trust you now. And it doesn't. Uh. It does not. It helps him in the short term, but his strategy, like, really has a limit, and we we see that. After all of the couples go to bed, Shane and Inez are starting to get a bit fractured. They are... Starting to be like, it's weird that we're not, like, as affectionate in in public as we are in private and that we haven't really been able to, like, get things going. I have to imagine it puts a lot of pressure on people that Joey and Carousel are just, like, mounting each other at every conceivable moment. And it's like, should I be mounting my perfect match right now? And both Shane and Inez are like, I, neither of us are, like, want that. Yeah. But also then there's still clearly a feeling that, like, we're deficient. Yeah. For not being so overtly attached. Meanwhile, Nick is in bed with Savannah being like, oh my God, kissing Inez was so passionate and incredible. Savannah has been like really attached to this idea that like Nick kind of wants her to fall in love with him. And Nick seems like pretty disinterested to me. He seems like he doesn't think much about whether Savannah's into him. I think he would have been open to it had she shown interest, but she didn't. And so I think he just yeah, kind of moved on. He's not, like, pining. He's like, maybe we could try, like, making out and see what happens. And she's like, no. And he's like, all righty, like, never okay. mind. And she's like, Nick desperately wants me to fall in love with him. <laughs> the next morning, 
Um, Savannah and Anne Sophie are talking to Inez and she brings up these kind of issues she's having with Shane. And they're like, you should explore things with Nick, like have a conversation with him. This is also when we learn again that Savannah is into Dom and thus has decided that Francesca is a fake bitch who shouldn't be trusted. Fran also does not trust Savannah yeah. as we see her talking to Carousel. So it's clear that like a Savannah versus Francesca showdown is brewing. I do think there is a degree of like Francesca is at like the top of a pecking order and she expects mm-hmm. the women to kind of like accept that and like fall in line beneath her and like Carousel like becoming her like best friend who would never like cross her. And Savannah is just like, I'm as good as anyone here. Like, I can go toe-to-toe to Francesca. She cannot, but she dares to do so. And Francesca really does not like that. No. Chase and Anne Sophie, it's time for them to head to the boardroom and bring in two new single ladies. They're offered Georgia from Too Hot to Handle season three, who was like, she was like the Francesca of her season. She was she was the the top hottie of her season. Yeah, I honestly don't remember how her arc ended. She didn't, I think, end up with anyone, but she she was like hopping around to whoever she wanted. Yeah, she was out. hopping around a bunch. She liked a sort of more alternative guy. Um, so she was like trying out the alt bros. Chloe from Too Hot to Handle season one and the Circle season two. Diamond from Love is Blind season one and Izzy uh, from Too Hot to Handle season three. So they decide that Nick needs someone who he might actually be interested in. So they match him with Izzy. And then they go through all the couples and Chase is like, you know what? They seem really solid. They seem really solid. I don't want to mess any of these couples up. So I guess there's just me to go on a date. And you can just see Anne Sophie be like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the thing. He's not straight up. He's not like he tried to convince her the night before that he was really into her. Why? Like if he was just going to do this the next day. And even now he's pretending like he's just got no choice, but to send himself on a date. But also it's so transparent because of course there's a choice. She's like, okay, so you want to go on a date with one of these women. Got it. Yeah. So Chase puts himself on a date with Georgia And Sophie returns to the group and is like, this is what happened. And suddenly, just like all of the women, especially, are like soured on Chase. Carousel was already, of course, like, I need to get him the fuck out. She she says, it's like when COVID came in the United States. It's just spreading all this bad (laughs) stuff. A plus metaphor. Yeah, incredible, Carousel. Inez and Fran are also like, Chase sucks. This isn't, like, a grocery store. You can't just, like, fuck people over. Well, they're just, like, yeah, clearly, like, you can't trust him. So why would he be in a good match with anyone? Any woman that he pursues, he's happy to betray or stab in the back or fuck over the very next day. And that's just not, like, the energy we're looking for for our buddies in the house who are trying to find their perfect matches. So... Meanwhile, Chase, he thinks he's really played this. He's very happy with himself. And he's ready to meet Georgia, who apparently is at the top of his list for a paddleboarding date. She says she's been single for two and a half years and she's ready to settle down now because he brings up how he, like, found it hot that she was, like, hopping around, breaking hearts on her season of Too Hot. And she's like, yeah, yeah, like, I just... 
I wasn't ready, but now I am. And Chase is like, well, Georgia, finally, I've encountered a woman hot enough to make me commit. I do not believe this for a (laughs) second. How many times can you tell a woman that, like, she has what you're looking for and you would really want to pursue her? We saw him on Too Hot to Handle. Like, he, which, like, exclusively casts (laughs) the hottest people ever. No, No one on that show could keep his interest. Like, yeah. this is not a man looking for a relationship. <laughs> but for now, he's like, the lion has been tamed. I'm committing to Georgia. At the same time, Nick. Nick is heading to his date, just really hoping and praying for an athletic brunette. Mm. Nick. I, <sighs> lucky for him. All, there are a lot of really athletic women in the house. They're always like playing soccer and, you know, hooping it up. So, you know, he's clearly going to find what he's looking for. Also, Izzy is literally a personal trainer. So. Izzy is very athletic. And so she's, she's perfect athletic. for him. She and Nick have a hot tub date. And he tells her that his type is, quote, fit, athletic. Like, Nick, we get it. We get it. You're you're saying you want a skinny woman. Like, that's what you're saying with it's visible just, abs. Like, that is what you're saying. Like, we see what you're fucking doing, and I hate it. He's been, like, pursuing Francesca hardcore, who is not, like, a personal trainer, who is not, like, super athletic. It's so no. beyond obvious that what you mean is thin, and they all are. Like, everyone on these fucking shows is thin, so why do you need to even keep talking about it? Like, right. Yeah. I hated this. (laughs) I hated it. It made me so mad. We, yeah. But they they do do seem to have, they have a good vibe. They're like, you know, you need like good sexual attention, but they establish that neither of them is that kinky in bed. So they just make out a bunch in the hot tub. And I feel like Izzy's like, great, I got my match. Like, (laughs) And Nick is like, finally, I found the fit athletic woman I'm looking for to go to the gym (laughs) with me because I'm such a gym rat. Part of Nick's identity. All he's looking for is just someone who's going to do CrossFit with him. (laughs) In in exactly like one episode is going to be like terrorized by the idea of having to do push-ups with someone sitting on his back. So like, yeah, most athletic man in the house. It's like my life revolves around fitness. And so I think it's fair to ask for that. Him and every guy on Tinder. So when the dates return to the villa, Chase and Georgia are holding hands. Nick and Izzy are holding hands. All the dates went well. And Savannah is starting to be like, oh, maybe it wasn't like incredibly strategic to keep matching with someone who is not romantically attached to me at all. And also rejecting him and not even trying to romantically pair with him. Yeah, she could have, like, I mean, no one should have to make out with Nick if they don't want to. I feel that very strongly. But strategy. (laughs) Yeah, for strategy. If If she's saying I'm the most strategic person here, like... I think Savannah is temperamentally ill suited to a dating show. One of the things that comes out in the kissing challenge is that she is the only one who was like, I didn't want to kiss him, so I just, like, pushed him away. Or, like, I wasn't, like, really into it, so I was just like, ugh. And, like, I totally respect that, but, like, this kind of dating show that's just about, like, everyone being sexy together, if you don't, like, really want to do that, then you're not going to really get in the game. Yeah, it's hard to survive. You can't just, like, do, like, circle strategy and make strategic connections throughout the house if you're not going to 
make them all think you want to make out with them at all times. She also just isn't even that good at making like strategic friendships. No, she just made it. She's making an enemy out <laughs> of the most enemies. powerful woman in the house. And none of the men are that interested in dating her. So like, where is her alliance coming from? <laughs> Bad moves all around. So, but she's like, yeah, now is my time. I'm making a move on Dom. She goes up to Dom, pulls him. And she's like, I'm into you basically. And he's yeah. like, yeah, like I, I find you attractive, of course. And like, this could have been something maybe if we had talked on night one, but like. Yeah. Uh. He is like the last person in the house, except for Joey, probably, that you could approach. And yeah, I agree. If he's in a relationship, he is in that relationship. He is not the weak point in that relationship. If that relationship is going to break up, it's going to be Francesca. Dom is just like the minute they matched, he was like, she's my ride or die. I'm in it all the way with Francesca. I really see a future with her. They've exchanged like this was very stupid. This was very stupid. Dom's not going to break, but she couldn't afford to wait anymore. She's she's on the chopping block, and so she had to just go for it. And she she went for the one guy she was into, who is the least likely guy to return her interest. So at this point, Nick interrupts and. Nick Lachey, not other Oh, yeah, Nick. sorry. <laughs> the, the real Nick. Nick Lachey interrupts. He's like, everyone, remember, maybe pick someone who is a real romantic match. And Savannah's got to be just like, fuck you, Nick Lachey. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Pull Nick aside and tell him to stick with his buddy. So Francesca <laughs> is advising her too hot to handle sisters, Izzy and Georgia, and she's like, I think you should go for Nick and Shane. Like, Chase is not trustworthy. But Georgia's like, I don't know. Chase, like, brought me in, and he was so nice to me, and he made me feel so comfortable. And Francesca's like, I mean, okay, but, like, nah, be yeah. careful. Like, maybe don't make that choice. I just, <laughs> I, I do sometimes, like, watching this show and shows like it, I'm like, Nick and Shane are perfectly attractive guys with good qualities but like you take an elite level charmer like chase who is like ripped handsome incredibly good at flirting with women so charming it's so hard to look at that if you're a georgia and you just met all these people and be like i guess i'll go with nick like (laughs) I, i don't think so um And Izzy at least does have that connection with Nick because they went on that date and it went well. But George's date was was with Chase and he's like so charming and so seems so into her. And she's supposed to go with Shane because Francesca doesn't like Chase. Uh, Yeah, I think I think she is like sort of putting up like, okay, I have a little red flag up for Chase, but of my current options, I might end up sticking with him. Yeah. So Shane, meanwhile, has still matched with Inez, but things aren't going so great with them. So they have a little talk and they end up breaking things off so that Inez can finally shoot her shot with Nick, which she has not really done yet properly. And Shane can chat with Izzy and Georgia. He's like, there are two new hot women. So I guess this is a good time for me to break up with Inez. Um. Inez goes to Nick and she's like, I feel like you've been more direct and upfront with me about your interests and what you want. You're like 
so brave and you put your ego aside. I was like, Inez, you're really giving Nick too much credit here. (laughs) And Nick, of course, is just like, his ego is thriving. He's like, my ego isn't aside. My ego is everywhere. All these women want me. Savannah, every woman wants me. (laughs) He's like, like, I've overcome my ego. (laughs) (laughs) I have a cornucopia of women just waiting for me. Uh, so, she, so it seems like Nick and Shane are both into Izzy. Shane and Izzy are just like, Izzy's just very bubbly and has kind of an infectious energy. So she can get along with anyone is what I'm, is what I'm really seeing. Yeah. So he's like, Izzy's beautiful. I love her energy. And then Shane's like, I love the fact that Izzy doesn't need attention 100% of the time. Like, first of all, Shane, you've known her for one hour. What the fuck do you know about what she needs in a relationship? And was he paying attention to her that entire hour? No. And yet she will still speak to him. So things are looking pretty good for him. Very low maintenance. Oh, my God. This made me so mad. Shane needs attention 100% of the time. So, you know, I think there can only be one in any relationship. He's like, I'm going to need to be the insecure (laughs) one in this relationship. He tries to talk to Izzy about what her insecurities are, and she, like, basically can't think of any. I was like, wow, I'm so jealous. He's like, what else is there to talk about? What do you think about if not what you're insecure about? For me, it's how much I hate my calves. And does my girlfriend like me? These are the things I think about. Meanwhile, Uh, Dom sits down with Fran to tell her about his chat with Savannah, and Fran is livid. And has a very proportionate reaction. She's like, what a She's fucking clearly, bitch. The fuck's wrong with her? She has clearly been building this distaste for Savannah. Like, she's, they're just, their energies are not vibing. And she even says, like, now I have a reason to hate her. She's like, I already hated her. Now I have a justification. Fuck her. Yeah. So Fran pulls Savannah aside. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I know you made a pass at Dom. And Savannah's like... I think pretty reasonably is like, this is a dating show. I'm supposed to be finding my perfect match. Like, that's kind of what I'm here to do. I feel like Fran came on way too strong. Like, she's so mean. (laughs) But also, Savannah is so off-putting in the way that she handles these interactions also. Like, she's just like, well, what are you talking about? You're not together. I mean— Like, I do think that, like, they are on a dating show and they're supposed to be able to get to know each other. I think she's absolutely correct. But, like, she loses me when she's, like, nitpicking when Francesca's, like, I wouldn't approach, like, Joey. And so, and she's, like, well, are you, are you, are you boyfriend, girlfriend? Because if not, like, you're not together. I mean... First of all, I think that if Francesca really wanted to approach Joey, she would. I don't think that Francesca... That's easy for Francesca to say. She is matched with the person that she's currently interested in. And also, I do think you have to draw certain lines. Like, I don't know that Joey and Carousel are are off limits either at this point. But at a certain point, they agree that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Is that meaningless just because they're on the show? Once you're matched, can you really not talk to anyone else? If so, like, how does the show move forward? Like... There is couple swapping going on, and Savannah has the right to try to do that. So I, oh, I, I didn't agree. really feel like I just, Fran had much of a leg to stand on here. It, I think Fran just wanted to pick a fight. Yeah, and, well, she wanted to stake her claim so that she would be secure in in Dom, and yeah, and pick a fight. I, I like understood why she was annoyed, but I didn't think that her 
reaction was was justified. I also just think like Savannah isn't really I don't think she's that good at building social connections. Like I no. don't I think she can have sort of an off-putting attitude and I don't think it helps her in this situation. Yeah, that's definitely They just the kind case. of volley back and forth. Uh, with Francesca getting increasingly mean and Savannah putting on this like faux calm voice. Yeah. Which only makes Francesca more angry. Francesca's like, I need a mop to pick up your fucking dignity off the floor. <laughs> Finally, Francesca walks away. Savannah follows her to be like, oh, don't you want to actually talk about this? Or you just wanted to be condescending to me and not have me say my piece? And then Fran's like, you're being condescending to me. This whole thing, it just sucks. Yeah. It sucks and they reach no resolution, except that eventually, I guess, Savannah has to leave. Yeah, I do think that eventually Francesca just won't engage. And so Savannah gives up. But I do think that it's true that they are just both so condescending when they are mad that they are just like being deathly condescending to each other through this whole argument and then they're both being like you're being condescending (laughs) yeah that no that's what's so wild is you're like all of these reactions are bad this fight is bad and no one is speaking in a way that is acknowledging that the other person is like an adult with their own desires and feelings who has a right to have those desires and feelings It's just like, I have the moral high ground. No, I have the moral high ground. And they're just like fighting over the definition of relationships. It's very stupid. I think that (laughs) Francesca and Savannah are very similar in a lot of ways. I think that's why they clash so I think they both like to be the dominant one. Yeah. I mean, we also saw Savannah getting into like major conflict with another kind of alpha woman very quickly on the circle. Right. Yeah. (laughs) They they both want to be the top dog and... Francesca kind of takes it as her birthright because she's, like, the high-status hottie. And Savannah's like, why should I have to concede to that? And we know who's going to ultimately win Win. (laughs) in that kind of showdown. But um, it comes from them ultimately being, like, similar. similar. Yeah, I think that's that's so true. Meanwhile, Carousel and Anne-Sophie are just sitting on the couch the whole time, just, like, looking very uncomfortable, like, mouthing, like, yeah, what do we do? none of the other women are top dog types. They're all just like girlfriends types. They're like, we are not trying to get involved in this. Like, yeah. No, thank you. So Savannah heads right over from Francesca to Dom at the bar to try to chat with him. And I was laughing so hard because at this moment, Dom, I'm sure he's like talking to someone off camera, but it looks like he's just fully talking to himself being like, wine or rosé? <laughs> wine i'm like dom that is something that's something i would say to myself except i you're (laughs) right i wouldn't because rosé is wine what (laughs) dom i was like dom he as we learned he his has a problem with categorizations (laughs) yeah (laughs) so this brings us to the end of episode three as we pick up episode four this conflict is still raging dom is heading back over to francesca and Francesca is like, you shouldn't talk to her. You can talk to anyone else. Don't talk to Savannah. It's going to look really bad. And he's like, you know, I like wouldn't do anything. Like, I'm really committed to you. 
But Francesca's like, it would just look bad. Like, I can't allow it to happen. There is like a strong control element here. She's like, I usually get to be in control of everything by dint of like, every man just wants me and then I choose from among them and then women recognize my status and don't cross me. And the control is not there for her right now. She's like, I got to clamp down on this. (laughs) Like, you can't talk to her. And meanwhile, Joey also recommends to Georgia that maybe she not go with Chase. Everyone is like, Georgia, can I interest you in a little not Chase over here? Yeah, everyone's like, I don't trust Chase. We've got the Nick like brand, not Chase. We've got the Shane brand, not Chase. <laughs> Georgia is still like, I think it's Chase. Yeah. She also mentions that she's into Dom, but she loves Francesca, so she would never go for Dom. She's she is not an, an alpha girl. She's not going to cross Francesca on this one. Georgia has no interest in that. But because she is leaning towards Chase, that means it's time for Chase to dump Anne-Sophie by telling her that she's one of the most beautiful souls and such a fucking good person. But things are so hard for him. He has, on the one hand, one of the most beautiful souls and such a fucking good person. And on the other hand, a smoke show named Georgia. And, oh, was a man ever put in such a difficult position? He just has to choose. And he doesn't even really, it seems like, say explicitly to her what he has chosen. But it's clear to her. She's like, all right, I guess, I guess that's your decision then. Like, go talk to (laughs) He's such a little weenie. He won't just say it. Yeah. he, He never wants to say the tough thing. Even when he shows his fucking one and three scores, he's so like, oh, I don't want to show it. I don't want to show it in front of anyone. Do I have to? It's like, you wrote the one. And you knew she was like, going to see it. You already did it, man. Show the card. Come on. <sighs> he doesn't have the courage uh, of his shitty convictions. No, he does tell a producer off screen that he's going to go to hell. He doesn't care. He thinks it's sexy <laughs> that he's going to go to hell. Nick is chatting with Izzy, and Nick has decided he needs to really work things to his advantage. He's he like, he needs all the options. Yeah. And he needs Why those should he have to, to give? He's like, I know I need to give up one option because I can't secure Savannah's place here. But keeping Inez and Izzy around seems doable. Yeah. And and unfortunately, Shane and Inez just broke up. So he does need to match with Inez if she's going to stay. So he talks to Izzy. He's like, look, I'm also into Inez. I want to have you match with someone else so that I can keep my options open and we can just keep getting to know each other. And she's like, okay, I thought we had a really good date and you were like not attached to anyone. So this is kind of out of left field, but okay. And so then they sit down with Shane and and Inez and Nick basically lays it all out there to everyone. He's like, Shane, you're going to match with Izzy so that I can keep getting to know Izzy and I'm going to match with Inez so I can also get to know Inez. (laughs) and shane and inez are like okay he's moving the pieces around he's like i figured out an optimal setup for me sort of he's able to massage it in a way that doesn't so explicitly make it seem like shane you're definitely the second choice i don't know how shane came away with the impression that he wasn't the second choice from this conversation and yet he somehow does izzy 
Izzy says, like, you know, we want to explore something, Shane. Like, he, she make it, they make it sound a little more even. But yeah. he also has selective hearing. Yeah, like, Nick is pretty explicitly laying out a plan where he's like, Izzy, Shane is great. Match with Shane. Shane, match with Izzy. Then I get to keep talking to Izzy. And Shane is like, what I'm hearing is that Izzy is the most into me. And I love that. Um, at the time, he seems to notice that it's weird, but by the next day, he has forgotten that that was how the conversation went down. Um, so they agree to do those pairings. Nick dumps Savannah. He's like, we're just friends. And Savannah then very sadly says, no one knows what we did last night. And we never find out. We never what find out. What did they do last night? I also, I was like, did something happen? Or is this kind of a a last minute, like, booby trapping of him to be like i'm gonna make it seem like there was more going on or did more happen we don't know he He doesn't doesn't react react to it and she doesn't elaborate i don't know if she's just talking about like them cuddling she has mentioned they cuddled or maybe they made out the night before who knows but he really doesn't react to it he's just like I have two women that are I actually like. And she says, I just want to be with you. And I'm like, Savannah, that just isn't true. It's like, no, you don't. This is the thing. You've been all this whole time being like, all right, strategy. We're going to be together. And then we're going to try to split up Francesca and Dom. And I'm going to get with Dom. And like, I'm going to maybe talk to Chase. And then now at zero hour, when her options have all run out, she's like, Nick, I really just want to be with you. Why would he believe that? <laughs> That's yeah, he opposite. has no reason to, and, and she's she 100% doesn't mean it. So ultimately, Joey and Carousel match, Nick and Inez, Shane and Izzy, Chase and Georgia, and Dom and Francesca, which means Anne-Sophie and Savannah are leaving. They at least do commiserate with each other and take a goodbye shot. <laughs> so I'd say they go out on a higher note than yeah. Zay and Calvin. And Sophie pretty openly was like, I did not realize that finding love would involve so much strategy. And I was like, yeah, you've never been on a Netflix dating show before. That is yeah, what I was they like, are you about. were on a Netflix docu-series. Like, it's yeah. just a different beast. You were, like, selling houses and, like, getting in fights sometimes. Like, the there is a different element to Perfect Match because they are all, like, superstars. But you look, you look at Love Island, you look at Too Hot to Handle. These are shows that have a lot of strategy involved. <laughs> and apparently that is actually a big part of finding love. So she'll be ready next time. As soon as Nick and Inez go to bed, he is like immediately flooded with regret. <laughs> because he thought that he and Inez were going to have a really fun, sexy night of kissing and laughing. And instead, Inez is doing boring shit, like asking him if he snores. And he's like Im- immediately turned off. He doesn't even engage with her. He's like, uh, I'm just going to go to bed. These- he just turns so cold. Like, what a dick. He's like, wow, this this woman that I pursued for, like, basically since we've been here, um, she didn't perform for me in the way that I really wanted her to. So I guess I fucked up. These men need to appreciate Inez more. It's really starting to piss me off. It's really upsetting. It's also like, Nick also doesn't really ever seem to take into account that his good buddy Shane has any feelings. 
No, Nick doesn't really take anyone's feelings into account. Nick's like, Shane is my placeholder for whatever other woman I might want to date. Yeah. No, Nick doesn't like, take anyone as there. He can like he doesn't care about anyone's feelings but his own at all. Uninterested, not relevant to him. Like he's literally the next the the next day, the very next morning, he's sitting down with Inez and telling her that the vibes were just no good after they matched, and maybe they're just friends. And she's like, he didn't even try. Like we've been asleep like the whole time we've been matched. Yeah, she's like, we matched at 4 a.m. and now it's 9. Like, yeah, we matched at 4 a.m., went to bed, and then he broke up with me first thing in the morning. Like, what was I supposed to be doing at 4 a.m. that would convince him that I was a good match? And apparently the burden is just on her to convince him of that. There's no effort needed on his part. And she's like, okay, this is just about his ego. Yeah. Like, and Shane's. She's like, Shane and Nick are just trying to switch each other's girls. Like, they're just being competitive with each other. And it seems like a bunch of the women are kind of, like, over Nick and Shane. They're like, mm, no. And yet... Francesca's like, Nick and Shane are so far up each other's buttholes, they should just date. I can't believe they're still here, honestly. <laughs> How are they both still here? Because <sighs> I feel like they present as, like, good enough. I think that they do. But then do. They're, they're increasingly showing their asses. And yeah. so I do think that it's not going to go well eventually. I think that they are over-reading the advantage that they have from not being like a chase. Like that they're yeah. from shows that are a little more not romantic like The Circle or serious romantic like Love is Blind. Like these are men who might take a relationship seriously. They're not as like, you know, cartoonishly hot as the two hot to handle guys. They're more approachable. They're more relatable. They might have more realistic expectations. They might be more loyal. No, like none of that is true. (laughs) So they're just like almost like profiting from the fact that they're not that they're not presenting as quite as untrustworthy because they're not as like cartoonishly hot. They're not quite as like overtly playerish that they're still able to get away with the player-ish behaviors. So, of course, Nick goes right to Shane to recount his whole conversation with Inez and also to tell Shane, like, that Izzy told him that she would have matched with him after their date. And he just shares this all with him as if he's just, as if Shane is his therapist or something, just like this impartial party. And Shane is like, Okay, so you're telling me I was Izzy's second option. That's great, which I do think he should have known. But also, yeah, like, Nick, what are you doing? This is very insensitive. So now Inez, again, has no men. And they have found a new woman to be in a love triangle with in the space of, like, 30 minutes. Send them home. Send them home. It's like the Francesca thing all over again. Everything is just about dick measuring. Everything is just about guys finding women that they can agree are the prize so that they can see who is better, is better, is good enough to win her. Speaking of dick measuring, I really think this comes out in the challenge on this episode. Oh, my God. During this challenge, the couples have to, like, one at a time, like the men, um, the women do it first and then the men, make bets on things that 
the two of them or that their partner will have to do. Like the women have to say how many push-ups their male partner could do with them sitting on his back. Yeah. And then or they vote whoever, they bid together on something like who could name how many countries could we name on a map? Yeah. How many hot peppers could we eat? And <laughs> a thing that I noticed that was interesting is that they underestimated things like their ability to do push-ups. They underestimated their ability to know countries. They overestimated their ability to do dumb shit like eating super hot peppers. Like, they're like, how many countries could we name? Nine? Ten? I don't know. I'm like, the U.S. is a gimme. It's right there. Mexico, Canada, you're already at three. Like, you can keep going. I promise. And meanwhile, they're like, hot peppers? 25, 30. 30. <laughs> I do think that it's telling... <laughs> That when the women have control of the initial bets, the bets are on the more conservative side. Mm. Like, they're trying to be really thoughtful about, like, how many push-ups their male partner could do. And then when the men are doing it, they're just like, 80 million peppers, (laughs) add another. Although they really don't think that they know countries. The men are very afraid of bidding higher on the countries. Joey... Carousel at one point is like, Joey doesn't even know his shapes. You think I'm going to count on him for countries? <laughs> oh, it's hard to see my toddler surpassing Joey already at such a young age. Uh, this also, you know, uh, it, it does remind me why Joey is so fun on reality TV because he is so self-deprecating. He like... At one point, he says to the camera, he's like, there's a reason we're in reality TV. Some of us aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. Yeah. If you can it name 50 countries out. on a map, you can work in an office. But if not, you have to do it to do reality TV. You have to do reality TV. It does turn out that, like, a solid half of them thought Alaska was a country. And Joey is like, is China a country? Carousel rightly looks horrified. She's like, what are you? Is yes. China? What would China be if not a She's country? Like, what? What are you talking about? The fact that Dom kept writing Alaska on Alaska, oh and God. Francesca had to physically erase it and be like, "She's it like, is Dom, not it's a part of the states. Dom, Alaska is part of the states." <laughs> Francesca turns out to have the best grasp on geography. Yeah, she had bet like seventeen or eighteen, and she fills in like thirty countries in like two minutes yeah i mean there are a lot of you know it's easy to do those challenges because our education system is inadequate and americans are insular where you know you show people like a middle eastern country on a map that we should really know where it is because it's like we've been at war there for a a decade or more and people won't know right but if you just need to name like any 17 any countries, country, yeah. including like yeah. Italy, Mexico, Australia, Brazil, Australia, yeah. it actually isn't that hard to to get a couple dozen in there, even if you work in reality TV. I will say, I think only like Francesca and Inez, both not American, were really competent with their geography. So. And Inez got eliminated Telling. in the first challenge because Nick was unwilling to bid higher than like 10 on the push-ups. Push-ups. <laughs> I'm like, Nick, you literally said the most important thing to you is athleticism. In a woman, 
Not in himself. Oh, right. Not in him. He doesn't have to do anything. In him, the important thing is, can he make an algorithm that tells him he should marry Francesca? And he can. <laughs> so what else does he need to bring to the table? That's true. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. He's done enough. Dom and Francesca ultimately win this challenge. I was impressed with Fran's strategy here. Multiple times, I feel like she stops Dom from making a stupid bid. Like, he's trying to go higher on the hot peppers, and she's like, no. Oh, my God, the hot peppers. I'm sorry. Chase and Georgia bid that they could eat 31 hot peppers, and they can only eat, like, two. Georgia is in <laughs> severe physical pain. It's it, She's, like, about to vomit. Like, it's if it were easy to eat 30, these things wouldn't be in the challenge. Also, 30 is so many. There... It was just an unbelievably stupid bet. And the way this works is that the highest bid tries it. If they can't do it, then they're eliminated. If they can, then the lowest bid is eliminated. So Francesca is like, obviously, we don't want to be the lowest bid, but we don't want to be the highest bid and have that bid be insane. It's better to be like a middle bid. (laughs) Right. And this ultimately pays off for her because Dom and Shane get into, like, a dick-swinging contest for the final bet about how quickly they can, like, undo knots on a rope that's, like, attached to each person in the couple. It's sort of, you have to see it. But it is it is something that takes a little bit of figuring out how to do it and then is going to definitely take over a minute, at least, to do And they're really pushing the numbers. Shane keeps going lower, and Dom is, like, trying to, like, make the bet lower. And Fran is like, no, we won't be able (laughs) to do it. That's enough. And ultimately, that is why they win, because she watches Shane and Izzy do their run. They figure out how to do it. She gets to, like, watch them figure it out. And then, of course, they're not fast enough to do it in a minute and 30 seconds. And those extra 10 seconds give Dom and Fran the win. Yeah, Fran, Fran, Francesca's actually pretty strategic in these key moments. She's also just like, I, I think people, because she's hot, I do think people often think she's not smart. I think they just don't care whether she's smart. They're just not thinking about yeah. that at all. She's like, she's a hot woman. Next. <laughs> no other qualities uh, She's under, underestimated in that arena. Except for Dom. Dom is like, I also know that you like green, and that's important <laughs> to me. So they finally get a romantic date uh, in like a so jungle bad. grove, neon sign hanging in a tree. Uh, it is so bad. It, I, this was such a bummer. They're so hyped. They're like, this is it. Francesca it's keeps just, saying things about their relationship that really make you feel like the relationship is doomed. Like, we're so compatible. <laughs> She's just always saying, like, we're just so compatible. We're the most compatible. And then five minutes later, she'll be like, I don't feel like we're anything more than friends. <laughs> but she's like, this is it. This is our date. We're so compatible. We're, we're ready. And what did they do? They just like kind of awkwardly try to feed each other grapes. And they're like, actually feeding each other grapes is not that sexy. Ugh. I just, I just could tell that Fran was really losing interest, especially when Dom reveals that he once thought a papaya was a carrot. How can and- you get past that? I would find that concerning, too. He said Back it was at the house, up on a plate, you know? The t- consistencies are really not the same between a papaya and a carrot, Claire. <laughs> uh, so back at the house, a game of sexy beer pong has broken out, and the losers are doing sexy dares with people other than their matches. That seems to be the format. Um, so, like, oh, you 
you lost that round, you have to like make out with whoever I pick or you have to do a, like, do a, a, do a, a lap dance magic mic, someone. lap yeah. dance. Yeah. So for one dare, the women pick a man to kiss Izzy and they agree to pick Nick because they know that she wants to kiss Nick. And it's just some go- good girlfriends right there. Even even Inez is immediately like, obviously he wants to kiss Izzy, so it's agreed. He'll kiss Izzy. Shane immediately like loses his shit and spirals. He's like, why would people think that's okay? It's disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. It's childish. It's it's I hate it. It's a waste of my time. I'm done. In that Shane way. Dom also <laughs> is not here for the sexy truth or dare. They get back from their date and they're like, guys, join in this game. It's fucked up game. <laughs> and Fran is asked to, like, eat a banana from both ends. With another person. With another guy. And Dom gets really pissed immediately. And it becomes so awkward that they skip the dare and basically have to end the whole game. Yeah. He's like, fuck off. Fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. Then Francesca's like, like I guess not. Shane is and like... just eats the banana. Shane is, like, sulking in the pool and Nick has to go talk to him and shane is like it's childish it's embarrassing in what world is that okay so now dom and shane are both just like sulking meanwhile carousel who like a day before really wanted joey to be so jealous and stake a claim is like i love that joey doesn't care that i can make out with someone else during this game i think that's a green flag (laughs) i feel like they're just so comfortable they're both like yeah whatever we're into each other they're secure yeah, they've gotten really secure in the past 24 hours, and that changes yeah, everything. Yeah, that's all, that's all it takes. Um, so after all this goes down, Dom apologizes to Francesca for ruining the vibe after they go to bed. But Shane is not ready to apologize to Izzy, and he confronts her. He's like, I feel like I'm wasting my time if you're just, like, going to kiss Nick in front of me. And she's like, okay, I, if you feel that way, I guess that's how you feel. Like, he thinks she's going to, like, fight for him or something. And, again, she she barely knows him. And her priority here is not keeping Shane happy. Shane threatens to leave, but he does not leave. The next morning, Dom and Francesca head off to the boardroom. And they are choosing dudes. They are choosing between Bartise, Damien, Will, who... Damien, who obviously has history with Fran. Will, who, I guess is like Dom's enemy from the mole uh, and Mitchell from the circle. Yeah. First, they match Inez with Bartise, which I'm like, Bartise is so not good enough for her. But like, honestly, I don't know if there was anyone better. Like if it wasn't going to, I guess like Will, I feel like Will and Bartise were like the only potential options. Yeah. I have yet to get to know any of the guys from this show and be like, I could really see them being good enough for Inez. I think she needs a different dating pool. None of them are smart enough pool. for her. <laughs> I want to take her out of this dating pool. <laughs> I just want her to have enough fun that she doesn't leave this show feeling like shit. That's yeah. my main concern. They should all I want be, her to be gassed up fighting over Inez. So then Francesca admits that she wants to bite the bullet and go on a date with Damien. Of course. Just, like, again, like, 24 hours after losing her shit at Savannah and Dom over trying to break up her relationship with Dom. Being like, Dom, you can't even talk to Savannah. How does that make me look? Well, then she tried to eat sexy grapes with him, and it was not sexy, so. Honestly, I don't think that would make it. I think that no matter how that date would have gone, if she saw Damien's face on that board, 
I agree. I don't think she's think- ever been as in this as Dom. But she liked the security of him being completely in it. And I think it's a yeah, really bad look, to be honest. It's really shitty for Dom. I feel sad for him. Yeah, this was Ugh. not a good look for Francesca whatsoever. I was not impressed. I don't think that you can be that possessive of your partner on a show like this and, and act like it's equivalent to like a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship that's unassailable. And then, yeah, immediately drop them when you get a, the chance to give yourself another option. When Dom goes back to the house alone and is like, Inez, you're going on a date. And then obviously, like, I'm here alone. Fran set herself up with Damien. Chase is like, told you, Francesca's a villain. You think I'm a villain? Francesca's a villain. I think they're both villains. <laughs> I don't. And poor Dom is like completely destroyed. Oh, he's so torn up. He's crying. He's crying. In his interviews, he's maintaining his composure in front of the others, but he's clearly having a hard time. And. I mean, how was he supposed to see this coming? Francesca has been acting so committed to their relationship. And it's clear now that that Yikes. was so fragile. And he, meanwhile, has been refusing to even talk to other women he might have been interested in. So now he's like just poured himself into this three day long relationship with this woman who was using him as like a safety school. I this yeah, this really soured me on Francesca, who I do not generally dislike, but I was like, I don't like that. I do think that Dom is gonna bounce back from this. We see from the promos for the next four episodes, he's clearly not gone. He's not gone. So, you know, that that sweetness and that hot bod, he's those a are hot good commodity. commodities. There's yeah, a reason like, that the hottest woman in the house picked him that's the thing like if it was someone else i would be like more concerned i'd be like no one wants you dom i think there are women who are gonna but want to jump ship but she was him. the one he wanted she loves the conjuring her middle name is rose <laughs> and green he knows her and now he has to what he has to get to know the favorite color of someone else maybe that's why like francesca we have the same middle name <laughs> So the episode ends with Francesca walking down the beach and putting her hands over Damien's eyes, saying, guess who? So we're finally, they've really been teasing this over two franchises. I mean, we saw them first on Love is Blind After the Altar when yeah, you know he what? was having that flirtation with her and brought I'm her ready. to that party with Gigi. I'm ready. I'm ready to see them just fully do it and they are like like bachelor in paradise style they're like we actually nothing ever happened between us we saved it all for the cameras it's gonna happen right here in front of you and i appreciate that (laughs) also i will never understand damien's appeal but i think that we will get into that on our next perfect match episode before we end who are our predictions for winning the final perfect match just based on these four episodes I feel like I would have maybe, maybe said potentially Fran and Dom could have made it to the end if da- if I didn't know Damien was there. But obviously, they're out. So I'm going to have to go Carousel and Joey. Yeah, I think that Carousel and Joey have been explosive and there's a very good chance that they will explode. But they're the only couple that has really been solidly into each other the whole time. 
Like, And everyone else agrees that they're like a good fit and into each other, which is also what you need yeah, to like, win that final title. Fran and Dom have also had a lot of shakiness and they don't yeah. have that solid chemistry and history. And everyone else grit. is just an absolute mess. Everyone else is just like doing whatever. They don't, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so for now, Carousel and Joey. And I think that is where we end. That is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, spread the word about our show to all of your friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back soon. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.